1: Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today is a grower and has been for many decades. He's also the owner of a cannabis testing company called Purity Testing. And joining us from beautiful Hawaii is Kevin Sommerfeld. Kevin, thank you very much for doing this. Now, living in Hawaii, don't you ever get tired of walking outside in the beautiful, warm sunshine every day of the year? Not really. Uh, it's pretty- <laughs> you don't miss the changes of the season, the rain, the snow, the slush, the wet? We would notice changes in the seasons
2: here after you have been here for a long time. It's really subtle, but we have a little bit rainier uh, season and a little bit cooler in the winter. And, and then the summer, we're prone to the hot, humid, uh, subtropical, you know, when we've got uh, depressions or possible hurricanes coming by us. So it, it's it, it's different from summer to winter.
1: Kevin, you're not getting any, any sympathy from us. <laughs> People in North America head to Hawaii in the winter. <laughs> Kevin, tell grew, us... Sorry? And I got out there right away. So. Yeah. Tell us the story of how you got involved in the cannabis growing business.
2: I've always uh, been a proponent of cannabis since a very young age. I knew it helped me with my asthma. I don't know why. I didn't know the, you know, the science behind it, but I knew that when I'd smoke, my lungs were clearer. So I started uh, growing down by the local creek and eventually breeding and uh, meeting up with seed companies and getting various excellent strains and crossbreeding again and uh, developing stuff that would survive out here in Hawaii that didn't get moldy and stuff in the, in the humidity. And then I started uh, developing these tinctures that are glycerin-based, um, and I found out early on dealing with uh, CBD companies and doing my testing that a lot of it was pretty much fake stuff. You need the THC to really help the CBD interact. So I've developed a tincture that I've been uh, letting go for affordable rates, uh, uh, way cheaper than any other stuff you find online, and it actually works. Um, I'm actually sending a a sample of my tincture out to my uh, uh, partner lab uh, Synergistic Analytics in Colorado to be fully tested for this new batch I made so we can provide all the test results for everybody.
1: It's rather counterintuitive, isn't it, that you had asthma and you smoked marijuana, cannabis, to relieve your asthma?
2: Yeah, I found out right away that when the first time somebody offered me to smoke and I went, wow, you know, I could cough out the stuff out of my lungs and breathe real easy. And, uh, my tinctures are mostly aimed at pain relief. I had a hip replacement recently, but I had to wait almost 20 years to qualify for it because I was not considered old enough yet to get it. So now that I'm 60, I could get my hip replaced. And during that time I relied on my tincture for pain relief to get around and, uh I've also developed a a couple different styles of tincture, some that have uh, spirulina and uh, bee pollen and promethous bacteria that helps with uh, Crohn's and um, just been been working it. Um, My motto is pretty much patience before profits. And uh, I just try to distribute to everybody that that needs it at an extremely fair price.
1: Kevin, uh, when you had your hip replacement, prior to your hip replacement, were you using your tincture of CBD plus THC? Were you applying it uh, topically at all?
2: I applied it topically to some skin cancer spots I had, and they went away. But I would ingest one eyedropper full about uh, three times a day, morning, noon, and night, and that that would kill the pain.
0: Kevin, you mentioned that at one point you were uh, collecting seeds or, or using seeds from strains that don't get moldy or are less likely to get moldy. Can you name some of those strains for people?
2: The most reliable one uh, for mold resistance for me is Skunk Dog, and uh, Trainwreck is a good one for out here. Uh, doesn't get the powdery mildew and the Botrytis mold. Aurora Indica is another good one. Um, that's Those seeds are available through... Um, oh, just slipped my mind now. Uh,
1: People can look them up <laughs> online. That's that's no problem. Gorilla
2: Glue is another one that uh, is pretty mold-resistant. Which one was uh, that, Kevin? Uh, Gorilla Glue is a pretty good mold-resistant Gorilla one. Glue. And I've re- yeah, and I've recently crossed uh, Gorilla Glue on my skunk dog to see if I could get some new hybrid vigor and, and even more mold resistance.
1: You sound like Good a rapper one. with your skunk dog and Gorilla Glue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, didn't you have a seed company at one point?
2: Yes, I was Dr. Professor Seed Company for a while. And about the time I moved to Hawaii, I mean the Big Island, I was in Maui at that time. When I moved to the Big Island, my partner, Mark Emery, uh, the Cannabis Culture magazine pretty much had things go awry, and so I pretty much stopped the seed company at that point for a while.
0: Yeah, that would probably be incentive to do that.
2: Yeah, I didn't want to be charged with attempting to overthrow the United States government like he did, so uh, we parted ways at that point.
0: (laughs) Kevin, talk to us a little bit about growing. When we spoke last night, you were saying you actually grow your plants in volcanic ash. Was that correct? Did I get that right?
2: I use uh, fresh black volcanic cinders that um, we have an active volcano here. And so it's, it's constantly spewing lava and cinders. It's been uh, erupting since oh, 1980, I believe. And um, so there's an unlimited supply. And it's, it's, it's got so many nutrients and minerals in it being fresh from the center of the earth. And then I use uh, for my fertilizer, I just use uh, blue-green algae, spirulina. And between those two, that's, that's all my plants need to be fully healthy, happy, and big.
0: I can see plane loads of people heading for Hawaii, coming back <laughs> with volcanic algae. That's right.
2: <laughs> it's the same blue-green algae that people um, eat for, in smoothies. It's uh, basically just spirulina.
1: Yeah. Kevin, tell us about some of the folks that you've helped over the years and some of the issues that they've had to deal with that have been rectified through the use of cannabis.
2: Uh, it's been a wide range of patients, uh, from as young as three years old to in the late eighties. One of my neighbor's mother-in-law was suffering with Alzheimer's and, uh, amongst her issues at one point she had stopped eating and drinking and it'd been a couple days and they called me up saying, is there anything you can do? I recommended a small amount of tincture, um, just put in the corner of her mouth and see what happens. And we gave her some tincture that night, and in the morning she woke up, looked at my friend Steve, and said, where have you been? She got up, ate, drank, watched Charlie Chan movies, and lived three months longer. Uh-huh. The hospice nurses called me up and said, uh, how do I get some? My youngest patient, a three-year-old was suffering from a rare type of seizure that apparently was not noticeable to the eye when... but. She would just get real silent, and they said that she was having these multiple seizures hundreds of times a day. And um, when the tincture was used, it dropped down to just a few seizures a day.
0: Now, what was the tincture that you gave her? Was it was the or him? Was it all CBD, and really low THC, or a good blend of both? It's or?
2: Whole, whole cannabis thing. tincture. It okay. has THC.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good.
2: When I cook the stuff down, I do it in a, in a, a crock pot for uh, 20 hours, and I use a pound of my skunk dog, which is actually 21.38% THC on average and 0.11 CBD, but I don't heat it high enough to decarb the uh, the marijuana and activate the THC, but it's still in there, and which helps. It's a good carrier to activate the CBD. Uh, CBD alone, I found, really isn't as effective as the whole cannabis tincture.
1: Kevin, there are a lot of companies selling CBD, and you referenced this earlier in our discussion that some of them aren't good quality CBD products. How do you feel about what's out in the market today?
2: I feel like a lot of it is trying to take advantage of people. The hemp based CBD products aren't as effective as whole cannabis tincture and they're selling them for 35 to $50 for a half ounce bottle and whereas whole tincture is properly priced at $20 for a full ounce bottle. It's patience before profits. I mean, you got to help people. If it's too expensive, they're not going to be able to try it and I do give out lots of samples to people to just see if it helps them. If it does, then thank the Lord.
1: What's the most gratifying part of your work? Seeing people get uh, results, seeing people that
2: don't have problems with fibromyalgia, people that aren't having seizures, people that are able to get pain relief. Um, Like my wife has a bad back, and there's times when she just can't get up and move around. and, And it sometimes takes three whole eyedroppers of tincture, and she gets up, and she's moving around and cooking and cleaning and feeling great. That kind of result is what I love. When I have people call me back saying, oh, everybody's loving this stuff. It actually works. As opposed That's to... That's the, the best part, knowing that, that I'm providing something that actually works for
1: people. Yeah, it works as opposed to the stuff you get in many dispensaries, which, when it's analyzed, really isn't what it claims to be, correct?
2: Exactly, yes. And I... I actually, uh, in the early days on my, on my uh, testing website, I promoted uh, a company of CBD products. And then when I actually got some and started using it compared to what I was making, I completely dropped all alliance with this company and do not sell their products anymore.
1: Tell us about your testing facility.
2: I just have a, a, a small Office in at my house, uh, twelve by twelve uh, office that I have a mydx unit and um, occasionally when the GC is available uh, we have a uh, a small gas chromatograph. But uh, right now that's off in Colorado for testing out there.
1: And so you test your product. Do you test any other products that are out in the market just to see what uh, what they are like?
2: Yes, I've uh, I've tested uh, oh probably 500 or more different products it's a wide range i like to know what i'm using and what i'm helping people with and as i said i'm i will have test results on this new batch of tincture within probably a week and so um, everybody can see it proudly displayed on my website so they know what they're getting into
1: Kevin, do you just sell product in Hawaii, or do you sell it elsewhere?
2: I sell to anyone that needs it. I just have to uh, ship quite discreetly to make sure that uh, neither party gets in any kind of heat.
1: I was wondering, because in the United States, uh, federal law is still in opposition to cannabis. So if you get caught, you're in deep doo-doo.
2: That's the risk we take.
1: Yeah, it's worth the it's risk. It's worth
2: it. I think it is. Seeing the people that I've helped and hearing their results and the praise for the product and how it's, how it's worked for them. It, um, I accept that risk as part of my, uh, it's part of my it's part of what I, it's my, my trip. You know, it's, I, I do this knowing that it's risky, but it helps people.
0: Kevin, have you ever treated animals?
2: Yes, actually, um, I've been treating my uh, dog, Paka, for um, she's a albino pit bull. So being white, she sunburns really bad on her belly and she loves laying on her back, sunburn in her belly. So I've had numerous instances of skin cancer popping up that I've been treating with the tincture topically as well as orally. I give her a full eyedropper of tincture in her food every morning.
1: The skin cancer one is really interesting because Corey and I have – sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, Corey and I have interviewed a number of people who have had skin cancer, some of which was absolutely grotesque looking because it was just these things coming out of their their head or their body. But when they took cannabis and took it internally and applied it topically, in pictures before and after, you could see the thing – Disappear and all that's left is this dollar-sized, silver dollar-sized mark of a clear, bright pink skin. It's amazing, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. A friend of mine uh, used some uh, Rick Simpson oil, um, a small half grain, half rice grain-sized dose in the morning in her dog's food, and applied some tincture topically. And in 37 days, a tumor on uh, her dog's leg disappeared. The vet says, I don't know, whatever you're doing, it's, it, just keep doing it. You know, it's great.
1: Kevin, over the years, the 40 years you've been growing cannabis, what sort of mm-hmm. what sort of lessons have you learned about growing?
2: Keep it organic. Don't use sprays. If your plants are super organic and healthy, they resist all the problems that you have to buy chemicals for to fix. The only chemical I would consider using on, on cannabis would be uh, neem oil, and I rarely ever, ever have to use it. Uh, with the combination of the volcanic cinders and the uh, blue-green algae, the plants are so strong and healthy that they resist pretty much all the problems that we've had in the past years.
1: Now, growing cannabis in Hawaii is certainly different than growing cannabis in Colorado, is it not?
2: Absolutely. We have a, out here, we have a very high humidity, and it's usually in the mid 80s. Totally perfect conditions for everything to go wrong. So it takes a strong plant and a careful eye, keeping track of it to keep from everything just going to fuzz.
1: When you say going wrong, is that because of the high humidity? Mostly, yeah. Uh,
2: we have the high humidity, and we're out in a tropical rainforest. So we have various attacks on from bugs, uh, anything from slugs, snails, caterpillars, stinging moths. Uh, every year there seems to be something new that we have to deal with. That's the tropics.
0: So these slugs actually like cannabis? Pardon? So slugs actually like cannabis?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, they do. They, they attack it pretty good. Your leaves will be chewed away. You'll see a little stem sticking out. That's everything else is gone.
1: Whoops, Kevin. Do you grow for other people?
2: I uh, I grow for myself and for my wife. And um, I have product available for my neighbors that are. uh, I have a couple of different neighbors that are doing chemo, so I supply them. It helps with the you know the the uh, nausea from the chemo.
0: Do you remember the first person you ever helped?
2: Hmm. Besides yourself. That's so long ago, I can't actually remember the first person. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually the first person that you helped. And well, I guess in some cases, you, you've helped yourself. So that was that was the first person you helped. And that took you on the road that you've traveled over the last 40 years. Right?
2: Yes. Yes, it did.
0: Kevin, you mentioned earlier something about a tincture you have that's working very well with Crohn's. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Uh, for that, I do the basic tincture combo that I add the spirulina, and then I add in bee pollen and Prometheus bacteria. That combination of those three seem to calm the gut fairly well. I know that some people with Crohn's have had really good luck with uh, with the uh, product Kratom. But when I add the, uh, the these, especially the Prometheus bacteria and the bee pollen seems to really calm the gut and slow the
0: Crohn's. What's the uh, THC content in that approximately? I
2: don't know on this. I'm waiting for my test results on this next batch, but the cannabis that I used was 21.38% THC and 011 percent cbd but not heating it high enough to cause the thc to decarb it's it's uh it doesn't seem like there's any thc in there okay but it, so it's um, going to be
0: non-psychotrophic
2: right it, it won't get you stoned it, but it will give you instant pain relief
0: awesome good to know this your your uh, company synergistic analytics in colorado do they they do testing for the public or and dispensaries et cetera who want their product tested or what exactly do they do?
2: Yes, um, Justin Warman is my uh, partner there in Colorado, and he does uh, testing for public, for dispensaries. Does the cannabis cup testing uh, has been for years, so he keeps pretty busy out there. I'm I'm not as busy here in Hawaii, but when needed. He does come here with the GC, and we do testing of the uh, other products, edibles and things, that, which I can't test on my machine.
0: What's the climate like in Hawaii as far as cannabis is concerned? Where are you? Are, are you guys like a medical state or just? It's,
2: it's a medical state here, but they have really dropped the ball. It's been a, a, a medical allowed since 2000, and we still don't have any dispensaries open. Uh, actually, I guess there was one opened last month in Maui, but in two days they were sold out. What has happened in, in Hawaii here, um, they just said, well, just grow your own. And the climate of Hawaii culturally has always been a cannabis-friendly place. So right now it's not uncommon to find big plants growing in everybody's yard all the way up and down the street. Uh it's rare that I go to somebody's house and, and don't see cannabis growing.
0: Is it's, there a uh, limit on
2: everybody? Just,
0: sorry to interrupt, Kevin. We we is, there a li- we need. is there a limit on how many plants people can have?
2: Uh, you're allowed ten plants per person, and maximum stash of a quarter pound.
0: Okay, now haven't they just changed it in Colorado where you're only allowed four plants now?
2: I haven't heard what the uh, new changes in Colorado were.
0: Yeah, I think it's four four or two. Not very many, anyway.
2: Oh, wow. Some people were growing these monster plants that are two to three pounds a piece, and, and then they're exceeding the, the limit allowed. So mm-hmm. that probably is why that got changed. Because for a while, Colorado, they were allowing you to have something like 18 plants.
0: Mm-hmm
1: when canada legalizes recreational cannabis on july 1st of next year you'll only be allowed to grow 4 plants per household not 4 plants per person which is crazy yeah. because if you have wow. if you have a household of 5 people you can only grow 4 plants if you ha- if
0: you're one person you can grow 4 i mean it doesn't really make sense but we'll take know. anything at this stage in the game yeah it, yeah yeah <laughs> your, your lab in uh, Colorado, where where in Colorado is it?
1: He's
2: bounces around. Um, he was in Boulder. Now he's in uh, North Glen, Colorado.
0: So if people had product and they wanted to get it tested, do they have to be from within the state of Colorado?
1: I don't believe so. It's just a matter of getting yep. it through the mail.
0: Yes,
2: yeah. And that's interesting here too in the state of Hawaii because the federal laws are still saying that cannabis is a schedule 1 drug and all this. We can't transport between islands even. Because you're going on a on an airplane which is federal, you're going, you know, across the ocean on a boat which is, you know, federal it's it's really kind of weird. So we're having to develop laboratories on every single island because we can't transport back and forth.
1: That's very interesting. I never thought of uh, boats Are you're in federal jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. In plane, you're in federal jurisdiction.
2: Kevin, if people it's, want it's to... Uh, it's kind of caused a dilemma here, and that's partly why the, uh, everything came to a grinding halt as far as uh, you know moving forward with the grow facilities and, and testing facilities and dispensaries.
1: Kevin, if people want to find out what sort of product you offer, uh, give us a website that they can go to. PurityTesting.com Very simple. PurityTesting.com Kevin, anything you'd like to tell us in conclusion?
2: Uh, I would just like to wish everybody a wonderful day.
1: Well, that's great. We wish you a wonderful day as well. (laughs) Thanks for doing this, Kevin. We appreciate it.
2: No problem. You can contact me anytime. Any questions, anybody needs any grow answers, uh, solutions for problems, pest problems, uh, fertilizer problems, uh, strain
0: advice, um, you
2: can contact me through puritytesting.com anytime.
1: Great. Thanks very much, Kevin. We greatly appreciate your time.
0: Thanks so much, Kevin. Aloha.
1: If you've got a cannabis story that you'd like to tell us about, And you'd like to be interviewed on Cannabis Health Radio, then send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. We've got a number of interviews coming up in the next few days of people who have contacted us, and uh, there's some very interesting stories. So listen, make sure you listen for that. And uh, don't forget, you can contribute to Cannabis Health Radio by going to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Go to the Donate button and make a contribution so we can continue bringing these interviews to you. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.